Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different pilot episode of a sitcom, watch only that episode, and judge it on what we saw, forgetting any knowledge of any future episodes we may or may not know about. This week we're going to be talking about Living Single. Living Single went 118 episodes over five seasons on Fox. We're going to be talking about episode one, which was called Judging by the Cover, which originally aired August 22nd, 1993. So to start things off, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the guys, Gordo, Joe, Ferg, and Nick. What's going on, guys? Yellow. Yo. Hello. What is long, black, and at the club? <laughs> so uh, I think she means a dick. I'm pretty sure she meant a dick. That's the answer to that question. We will get to that in a minute. But uh, just to start things off, has uh, anybody seen Living Single before we watched episode one or record this episode? I think I saw all of them when yeah, it was new. I, I watched so it pretty it. regularly. I don't really remember this show. I did, re- I did notice that it's very obviously in the Family Matters set. but um, I remember a good chunk of the show, but I-, I can't verify that I've seen all 118 episodes. But I definitely watched a share of it back in the day. I mean, I haven't rewatched it. It originally aired in, what, 93, so five seasons, so it was done by, like, 98 or so, and I don't think I've watched it since then, so, you know, it's been a while. This is gonna be the most 90s-feeling show we've done so far. It is very 90s-feeling. The outfits, the, um... I also want to note, too, this is the second show so far that we have done with prominent use of the word foin, which I'm very excited foin. about. We haven't heard <laughs> yeah. foin since Mr. Cooper, and it's, like, my favorite way to say that word. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think, like... What makes things feel more 90s or whatever is the when it's like a cooler show and they're going more for like trendy things that are happening, you know, like a show like a home improvement, let's say they're not really doing anything that's like super time sensitive. You know what I mean? So like all modern style trends or music isn't going to really get referenced much. So it kind of stays a little more timeless, I think. But where a show like this, that's very in tune with what was going on in the community at that specific time. With, you know, whether it's artists that they reference or music, things like that, it, it will kind of lock you into that time period a little bit more. Hey, Jay, you know what else makes it seem like it's the 90s, too? What's that? In the intro music, they actually say, like, 90s world. Oh, yeah. Do. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> in the 90s <laughs> so kind of world, also, I'm glad yeah. I have my girls. Keep your head yeah. up. What? Yeah, pegs yeah, that so for the 90s. Your head up. I, was, I was expecting right. you to have a joke, and you were just dead serious. I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, that was like, like deadpan delivery, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's the intro right there. So, anything, any opinions of the intro in itself? It, it, not much to it, really. There was like, a lot this, um, going on. Yeah, there was dancing. like a silhouette of a girl dancing, and then there was like, you know, just kind of the showing the cast off and just a couple little cutaway clips, which were weird because they were like, there was the one like they're all in the, where the magazine gets done and it the pans office? over and there's They're just like publishing one of them, office. like is just standing. It, I don't know. There's not a lot to it, but it was fine. And that song is one of those timeless songs for whatever reason, like of all the show intros, like I'll never forget that it's a, it's short, not much to it. I think Queen Latifah probably did the vocals on that song. Yeah, she is like the main part. Yeah. But yeah, that's been in my head for since 1993. Like I can sing it at any time. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you were asking, when you were asking earlier whether or not we uh, saw it, as soon as, I, like I remember seeing it, it's Ovalton when he came up. Ovaltine? Rem- Ovaltine. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, isn't you, you were, you were Overton. brought yeah, me over- back. Overton with an R, not an L. He's not Ovaltine, it's Overton. <laughs> Overton. Oh, as as I a child. Ovaltine, please. You said Ovaltine. 
You said Ovaltine, like the drink Ovaltine. That's Ovaltine. what I'm saying. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought his name was Ovaltine, and that's why I like the show and tuned in every week, because the guy Good named Gordon. Ovaltine. Ver just loves a chocolatey <laughs> beverage. In reality, I fucking hate Ovaltine. <laughs> when I saw him come up and instantly, I remembered the show. And same thing with the um, intro music. Ferg actually signed up for his first email because he thought it was you who. <laughs> this was one of those shows that I thought I was going to remember more, but I, I didn't remember yeah. any of it, like almost at all. It was surprisingly very vivid to me as I watched it. There wasn't like, I felt like I was just watching it a day before. It's weird. The, the main thing I remember is Ovaltine dating the, what's, what's the one who's like spacey? Sinclair? Sinclair. Uh, no, Sinclair, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin? Sinclair! <laughs> this is one of those Sinclair. shows too where like when they made it i'm sure they didn't expect it to seem as dated as it, as dated as it was but now when you look back at it you're like your whole life is like you run a small magazine and you have a giant office in brooklyn like everything about that now is just completely not happening it, like i said it, the the more trendy you try to be the more that's just going to happen with time and you play that edge and i don't know if you do you make a show under the idea that like let's try to make something that's going to last forever or do you try to make a show that's you know so in tune with what's going on right now that it's going to captivate people in the moment it's, i guess that's a tricky balance it's hard too because like i imagine when they were writing this they were like hey we're going to do a show and it's about all these women run this magazine right they do this thing where it's an all women thing right it's early 90s but you're never going to think that there aren't going to be magazines anymore so you think that's probably going to be a little more evergreen than it is. You don't expect there to be sort of the death of print media. Yeah. And there was, there was a thing that I was seeing that, you know, people linked this show to being maybe the inspiration for a lot of shows like Friends and stuff that came after. And then there's kind of this criticism where like here it was like they wanted something that showed a lot of like strong black women who were in, you know, prominent positions, had good jobs like. Queen Latifah's character like ran this magazine and then you had, you know, Maxine was a lawyer, good jobs. Whereas like with friends, it was like a folk singer and a failed actor and barista and like they had more like lower tier jobs and no disrespect because I've done those jobs. But when were you a failed folk singer? I, I don't talk I about say, it. I feel like Gordon and I can both put that on our resume, but I don't know if you have that one. I haven't said I did all, but and Gordon was a barista. That's yes. true. <laughs> Angora worked at the Christmas Dove, which we've talked about in a, co a couple weeks prior. From last week with his boss. Was that, was that uh, your boss, the Heat Miser? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I don't want to get into it because we've talked about it so much and it has nothing it has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. Nope. But as I've listened back to old episodes, when we talk about the Christmas Dove, all I hear is... Home Alone 2, when the owner of the toy store goes, Turtle Doves. <laughs> when he has, like, I can have two? Well, two Turtle Doves. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so, all right, let's just get right to the opening scene. So it, it opens right up with Sinclair opening, uh, answering the phone, and she's kind of using, um, we find out it's Flavor Magazine is the magazine that, that she works for, and she's using this, like, British accent when she answers the phone. And Khadijah, played by Queen Latifah, walks up to her and is like, what are you doing? Like, Sinclair's trying to make it sound like they're a more international brand. And when gets um, spoken to by Khadijah, switches to like a more like what sounded like kind of like a like a hip hop DJ of the 90s kind of voice. Do the voice. I don't remember what she said. Uh, <laughs> Just but, trying to trick someone into doing the voice. So later yeah. on, we can be like, do you believe they tried to do the voice? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think at that point of the episode, I thought really early on, they were really trying to flex her comedic side. Because from my understanding, 
um, the two of them, um, I'm so, I can't remember which she. It's Kim. There's two Kims. It's Kim Fields, and then you're talking about Khadijah. I mean, um, Regina is Kim no, Fields. That's, that's Kim Fields. So it's Kim Jones. Is, oh, you're is thinking of um, Sinclair. Sinclair is Kim Coles. Kim Coles. So Kim. So Kim Cole and, uh, and Queen Latifah both had development deals with Fox going into the creation of the show. So I don't know if the original plan was to put them on the show together or if they were both just kind of under contract with Fox. But I know from, you know, from what I had read, both of them already had deals with Fox for development. Interesting. And, and I thought at that point early on, they were really trying to flex her comedic style because as much as the show is kind of focused around Queen Latifah, she was a big player in that they were high on her going into this. Well, Kim Coles was in Living Color on In Living Color for the first season, too. So she was already which, on Which uh, Gordo almost watched instead of this. Yeah, Gordo yeah, almost I watched almost... In Living Color instead of Living Single, <laughs> which is funny because if you watch season one, you still would have seen Kim Coles, which would have worked out slightly. <laughs> I guess, yeah. For you, but... Kind of. But I don't remember a lot of... So she was doing that, and like, I don't know. I, I vaguely remember that. I remember watching Living In Living Color a little bit as a kid, but like I watched that way later on. But I don't remember much of what Queen Latifah was doing acting-wise. I remember she had that story arc in Fresh Prince. Yeah, she was on Fresh Prince a couple different... I, I want to say, and I can't remember clearly, but I want to say she was on Fresh Prince multiple times and had played different characters on that show at different times. But I'm not 100% two sure. characters. I remember there's a whole story arc where she has a crush on Will and Will doesn't find her attractive, but she's rich and she keeps buying him stuff. And they like hey, she the takes life... him to the basketball game in the limo, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And then the life lesson is he like she gets you know confidence, and he realizes he's a shithead, and that was like the sort of thing about it. But that's like I don't remember anything. I can't think of anything else she may have done acting wise before that. But her music career had already taken off. So yeah, she, she was already like three albums in. By yeah, this so point, she was I already think. famous in her own. She was right. on all that quite a bit. Well, that would <laughs> that would post this though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by a little bit, yeah. I was gonna say, was she an actor at this point, or was she more of a musician? A musician. I yeah, mean, she's always still. gonna. She was I, always it, a musician because she's done so much acting over the years. Still, you know, she still acts. But I think in my head, I I'll always think of her acting. as a musician first. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what was that for? That <laughs> if you can, you can call it acting. All right, so we already have <laughs> one not fan of Queen Latifah. I thought she was fine on the show, but you know, we'll get into it as I guess we break down all the other. I mean, scenes. I don't think she's bad in this show, but I think she's trying really hard to play. I feel like you can see that she's acting sometimes. Whereas, like, yeah. if you look at um, Eric Alexander, who plays Max, whereas I feel like she's the entire episode. You're just like, okay, this is obviously somebody who's supernatural at this, and she's just like going, 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 right. going. Whereas Queen Latifah seems Faith? like she's having a hard time keeping up with them. I agree, and each of them I feel is playing a character. Like one's the super rich one, one's the airhead, one's the strong woman and stuff. But she's playing Queen Latifah. Like it's Queen Latifah playing Queen. Yeah, Queen Latifah. I'm sure a lot of that was based to be a sim- uh, like a situation kind of like the Fresh Prince where. You're playing. You're not playing yourself, but you're playing an exaggerated version of yourself, personality-wise. Anyways, the only the other I thing don't like from her personality also leading <laughs> Bird, into out this, of the box so much Queen Latifah hate. What's going on? <laughs> Show your hand any earlier, like. But um, I didn't say I was gonna. Hey, I'm gonna say if you're listening, yeah. Queen Latifah, I'm a fan of both the music and uh. Oh, what's your favorite favor? Queen Latifah song? I actually like a song where she's not rapping. She's singing called Cue the Rain. It's a pretty recent song, too, probably within the last 10 years. It's a really good song. And she Man, sings I was it. trying to put Joe on the spot, and you ruined it. Now he can say, oh, Save the Rain's my favorite, too. I could say I could say Joe has never heard of the song <laughs> Cue the Rain by Queen Latifah, but trust me, decent song for those of you listening. Give it a shot. I can't remember the name of it. But the song she sings on the New Jack City soundtrack is probably my favorite because I love that soundtrack. Anyways, I wanted to bring up the set. Any opinions of the set, the where the magazine is, like that 
office building. Nick had mentioned, did you say it was Family Matters set? The the house is 100% the Family Matters set. They is that changed a fact the or furniture. is that something you noticed? No, it's something I noticed. Just go look at it. Because I didn't, I I didn't notice it. I mean, that. A lot no. of those houses are similar, but I feel like those shows overlapped. No, because, okay, so you have the, the living room, right? And you have like the famous family matter living room with that stairway that comes down to it up in the left hand corner. Yeah, but the full house house is like that too. No, it's Except not. Except for that little. You can see the st- entire stairway in the full house, full house house. And then in the kitchen, the kitchen has that little bar in between the rest of the kitchen and the dining area and the sink and stuff like that. Same exact thing. And then it has the same door that leads to Steve Urkel's house. The same windows, they moved the kitchen table in the four shot instead of having it in the back where it was in family. But I'm telling you, it's the same so, set. So, just, just I'm, I'm the pilot. You're right. What? They used that set for the pilot? For, for the pilot. Did you know oh. the pilot episode of Living Single was shot on the Family Matters set? Yeah, it was oh. identical. i actually surprised that I was the only one who noticed it. So this is, again, like Mr. Cooper when they filmed on the... Just the pilot episode, yeah. For just the pilot and they move after. So this is, yeah, this is just them... You know, the network not wanting to invest a shitload of money into a show before they see it. So they say, okay, we'll just redress this set. You'll film the pilot here. Then we'll look at the pilot and see what happens after that. Honestly, I think that's a smart way to do things. It is. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, it's already built. Just change how it looks a little bit. But uh, (laughs) no, I was talking more about uh, just because of this part of the scene, like where the magazine is, anything about that. I mean, nothing really stands out. It looks pretty basic. There's not much to it. I got something. You know what kind of bugged me about the office? The elevator opened up right into the middle of the office. Like there was no hallway or anything. It just was like a straight elevator into the office. My I think that's not was like that. Uncommon. Yeah, I've seen a bunch in, in Boston and stuff. Yeah, my doctor's up and just right into the office building. It's a weird thing, but I think maybe it's like an older building thing where like yeah. they just weren't designed that way. Yeah. I don't know. That's the first time I've seen that on a television show that we've covered. I know that's like actually common right up. with uh, with penthouse uh, or like top level floors because they usually make those bigger. So they just incorporate the elevator into the actual living area instead of having a, like a mm, hallway. No, so that makes sense. If they were on like the top floor or something and it was just like a huge office, then that's why there's no hallway, I guess. Yeah, and they're in Brooklyn in 1993. So I'm guessing they're probably like an old factory type building. You know what I was trying to... I don't remember which show came first. I'm assuming Living Single. Living Single probably came first, but ironically enough, kind of reminded me of like um, Spin City, which was also another magazine. Yeah, I, I, I can get that vibe. And they were kind of a, it was kind of a similar setup for that office too, for their magazine. Wait, Spin City was a magazine? Yeah, wasn't that the, was that the one with David Spade? No, Spin City's no. the one with Michael J. Fox. Spin oh, City okay. was the, oh, the so mayor. Think, they were for the me. mayor. Just shooting. Yeah, that would have been a little later, but very similar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I... I um I didn't even pick up on it, but I was thinking the same thing, Jay. <laughs> so yeah. don't worry, we're getting and the did, name we, wrong. Didn't you confuse Spin City for another show we did before, or News Radio, Spin, right? Spin City and News Radio. <laughs> Spin City's coming up soon, by the way, because it was going to be one of my next picks. <laughs> but I knew you meant Just Shoot Me, and it didn't even click that you didn't say that. <laughs> you said the other show. So. Clearly didn't click with me either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so and then we meet Regina's character, or Regine, as, as she's uh, referenced to the whole episode. Joe, I guess you would appreciate this. She gives me a super Blanche Boner. from Golden Girls vibe. Her character <laughs> really? is like a young Blanche. Yeah. That she's like very like Really? I got I got Hillary Banks from her. I didn't get Blanche. Well to be Wait, fair, who if are you we talking find about? my sweet spot, it's a good mix of Blanche and Hillary Banks. So I yeah. think that's maybe why I enjoy your performance so much. I thought they were it was the a very similar one, vibe. Yeah. Oh, Regine? Yeah. I, I would say if you 
looked at a young, if there was a prequel to Golden Girls and there was like a younger Blanche, the characters would be very similar. So for anybody who remembers, uh, is it last week's episode and we did, um, no, was few, it two weeks ago? Uh, I've been further actually. It was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago we did Mama's Family and, uh. Everyone turned against me for my weird predilections. Yeah, for those of you who want to go back into the archives a few weeks, if you haven't already listened to Mom's Family, we discovered that Joe discovered himself to old ladies on sitcoms, and I don't want to dive too deep into it because it was just going to say, Rue McClanahan is walking sex. How often has uh, your wife turned down old lady play? <laughs> <laughs> we're actually not. We're waiting to have sex until she gets older, so we're not really attracted <laughs> to her. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't touch anyone without an AARP card. But in 25 years, I'm going to rock her world. I'm saving myself. I won't touch you until you look like Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> Speaking of facts of life. Girl! Yeah. Girls! Well, that, girls! That's what I want to say. Um, Kim Fields, who played Regine, I mean, best known from like Facts of Life, which was a, a Different Strokes spinoff. She was on a, like, a handful of episodes of Different Strokes, but had a really long career on the Facts of Life. Facts of Life is one of those shows, too, that you forget when you go back and see the reruns, because we watched it a bunch as kids, that it started with just, like, they were little kids, and by the time the show ended, you were like, I think you're too old to be in school. Like, it ended up running a course that was <laughs> They had a really long run, and I'm sure at some point in time we'll, we'll do that show as well. Facts of Life also has a great spinoff episode that we ever do. I think maybe someday we can do, like, a month of episodes where you do the backdoor pilots for shows that never happened, because oh, there's a yeah. great backdoor pilot in Facts of Life. How would we find those episodes? Because they're part of the seasons of actual shows. Yeah, like so on The Office, oh, when oh, they right, did the okay. farm episode, that yep. was a, a backdoor pilot is them essentially sneaking in a premise of a new spinoff show within the actual series. Right, yeah. So it's not as bad as people say. The farm? The farm? Yeah. I thought it would have been great. Yeah, yeah it would have been awesome. And I'm we could so dig upset. into that. I mean, that, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but essentially, yeah. if the farm wasn't planted in the middle of an episode of The Office... Where you could where you could compare it to the office in live time, I think it would do better. If they waited that's where they, a year that's or where two, they screwed up. Yeah. They could have still add that as an office episode, but not had the office scenes because you yeah. you were in your head comparing because you jumping back and forth. If the office but, had ended show. and then a year later, you would have been so um hungry for those characters to return at any capacity. I think people would have embraced it because they would have just wanted more. I remember laughing out loud hysterically when Dwight shot his dead grandmother three times with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I found out that never got picked up. And I was like, damn, that could have been something. But uh, we'll, we'll find a way to talk about this type of stuff later down the road. Or maybe we just do an episode dedicated to backdoor pilots and discuss a bunch of them. And his sister's son on that show ended up being in Fuller House, didn't he? I, I have no idea what he looks like or who yeah, he is. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have yeah, to check it out. That. But I do know that Thomas Middleditch is the brother. So yes, we would have right. gotten the same Silicon Valley, but I think he turned out to be a sketchball too, so who knows. It seemed like it was, uh, wasn't as bad, not that it was good, but it wasn't as bad. Like, I think he like slapped someone's ass and like it became a big story, but we'll see, I'm I sure guess. that's the tip of the iceberg for that. Too. He seems <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. In any event, though, we should, we should probably get back to living <laughs> single because we have a lot of episode to cover still. So uh, let's get back into Regine. Uh, again, she's, like I said, very sexual in nature. Uh, Joe, you referenced it right in the beginning of the episode when she walks in. She's talking about the limo that's waiting outside for her, but she says, what, it's long black and what? Uh, I think she says it's long black and at the curb. I think I said at the club at first because I was <laughs> yeah. maybe picturing Overton hanging out with his, uh, <laughs> with his, his dong out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just donging out at the club. Montel Jordan playing in the background. <laughs> 
when she, crazy when she clarifies when she clarifies <laughs> that it's um referring to the stretch limo and and khadijah goes that'll go great with your stretch marks yes it's <laughs> yeah. a great line that was a good line yeah. so she's talking about her date who ate caviar from her cleavage and drank shampoo uh, champagne from her shoe yeah and- <laughs> yeah and they must have gotten real drunk because of her big feet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say you can't build a cathedral on an over right okay. i also yeah Thought that uh, Khadija was an incredibly weird name to pick until I realized that is Queen Latifah's real name. Is that really her first? Yeah, I honestly had no idea. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, she is Khadija James. I think she her official name would be Your Highness Queen Khadija Latifah. (laughs) On your knees. (laughs) Arise, Sir Nicholas Khadija Passaro. But yeah, and I think at some point she also referred to uh, Regine's boyfriend as a canine catch. But yeah, that whole like, you know, he ate caviar from my cleavage. Like we never made it out of the limo. I'm like, I don't know if I want to eat fish eggs out of someone's cleavage. I don't know. Like, I'm allergic to caviar, but all I could think of was if given the option, if they were like, you cannot be allergic to this. Do you want to eat this out of cleavage? But like, oh God, no eggs. Oh, gross. Why? Hey, how did Joe die? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead of doing that, if the girl came out and she was wearing them all as a bikini a la Ferg instead of uh, yeah. cleavage, she just had a giant caviar bikini. Come get it, Joe. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> if Joe had the opportunity to eat cheese, it's out of room McClanahan's cleavage. In a heartbeat. I'd do it to her now. As long as the cheese is in Mickey's like I'd be stoked. Rest in peace, Rue. I'm always thinking about her. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there's a lot of derailing jokes. early tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of jokes. Uh, they they kind of hit you with one line and back to back to back in this scene. So there's like we can't we can't touch on them all. But one that that uh, flagged me that I was a little curious about was I think it was Khadijah talking to Regine and said that men dump you like Medi- Eddie Murphy albums, and I was a little confused by it. I was like, are you? It, was this like a knock on his recording career as a musician? Because like obviously his party all the time's a great song. All right, they've been. But that's also be a huge seller. It. That wasn't like a like people look back on that song and make fun of it, which a they shouldn't. Because like me, said, it's a great that song. That song's cool. legitimately good. Yeah. But also, that was like a huge hit. It's not like that song didn't sell well. Right. And all of his comedy albums sold well. And maybe by this point in 93, he was in that weird throes of like in-between movies. But he would have just done like Beverly Hills Cop 3. And Eddie Professor is right around the corner. Like, Eddie Murphy yeah, I doesn't like look at his here. like discography and look at like his music career at that point. But I was a little like, I don't know if I totally get the joke. I know his music career wasn't like, it's not what he wants it to be. Like, other than that one song. But. Like his comedy albums probably outsold her music albums at that point. Like he was, I'm sure, the like biggest... raw and stuff sold way more. Yeah, he was than... like the biggest comedian at the time. So I just thought that was kind of like a weird joke to throw in. I mean, you don't just become friends with Rick James when you're not talented, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. So in 1993, Eddie Murphy released his last album on Motown. I had to look this up. I don't like to use my phone during episodes, but this is gonna kill me if I didn't figure it out. It was called Love's All Right, but it also peaked at number 80 on the U.S. charts. I mean, even that's which not is, terrible, yeah. That's not bad. Two singles released, including a song called What's, a Pit, oh, What's Up With You? That's all Michael Jackson. <laughs> that song's terrible. Michael Jackson, I Was King, featuring Shabba Ranks. Yes, I mean, Michael Jackson's a nightmare, and I'm glad he's dead, but... The whole music video is them just, like, over, like, a green screen, like, in the clouds, singing. It's a terrible video. Terrible. At that point, does he bend Michael Jackson? Uh, does Michael Jackson bend Eddie Murphy over and make him look at a picture of uh, Robin Hood while he stares at his little tight butthole? 
No. That one went over my head, man. Uh, that's if you've wa- I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, did nobody see the HBO documentary where the entire thing is Michael Jackson just made kids look at the Robin Hood poster? And, there was a Robin lot Hood, of um, like child goatsy, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Michael Jackson was into kid goatsy. <laughs> child goatsy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If we this named is, our you episode, get on, you get on us for talking about goatsy. farts and then you rifle <laughs> child goatsy into conversation like it's normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I hate Michael Jackson anyway, but if anybody mentions Michael Jackson to me, the absolute first thing I think of is him. A child like goatsy. Giving himself pink eye will bury his face in his asshole. Anyway, so back to the episode. So we find out around here the overlying theme of the entire episode which is Sinclair messed up and because of that didn't send like whatever paperwork was necessary, but Maya Angelou was supposed to be on the cover of the magazine. She was going to be on the cover of this month's Flavor magazine, so now it's going to be Khadija's quest basically to find a new person for the cover is going to be happening throughout the entire episode. Yeah, we develop a subplot for the whole thing is who can we get on the cover of this magazine. Right, Mike Tyson, because I know where he is. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a nice, like again, but that was another joke that's very much like, very for the time, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Michael Jackson's uh, Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson is so <laughs> Mike Tyson is so Mike Tyson's so famous that that story stays like obvious, like that people will always remember that time and get that joke when you can watch it. You know, twenty years later, it still works. But how did Mike Tyson like? So that joke, I just find kind of cavalier that a bunch of women would make a joke about getting Mike Tyson on there when he's uh, at the time in jail being convicted of rape. This show about strong women. Like, Like strong women, yeah. Like, this shitty shithead rapist is the... It wasn't rape, it was assault. Yeah, he, like, threw a TV at a lady or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was for for rape. Didn't he throw someone down a set of stairs, too? No, it was all about his uh, his ex-wife. It was all... Everything was in regards to his... And I think it was a combination of both. Uh, Not to go too dark here, right? I think it might have been a little bit of both. I don't remember clearly enough. Like, some sexual assault stuff. Well, in, uh, he, he was, was convicted. In he was convicted of rape in '92. Beauty pageant contestant Desiree Washington alleged that the former there heavyweight champion of the world had forced her to engage in sexual intercourse. So, like a bunch of strong women are making jokes about this rapist, and then afterwards, he's had a career ever since he came out. He gets to do other boxing matches. He's on TV. He's at WrestleMania. Like I don't know. It bums me out because that dude sucks. But if anybody tells him I said that, don't give him my address because I'm still terrified of him. <laughs> Mike Tyson, if you want to hit me up, I'll, I'll give you his address. I'll give you his new address. Uh, nothing would make me laugh harder than for some reason seeing Mike Tyson <laughs> kick down Joe's door, door and fucking leveling. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Imagine the sheer terror like in that moment. Like, I heard what you said. I mean, let's take a swing at him. I'm, I stand by my comments. Fuck him. He's a rapist. Fuck him. But So anyways, yeah, again, to move on. So let's, let's get out of the scene, go straight to the new scene. The, the first scene that's at the house. And we see um, Overton and Sinclair are sitting together in the apartment. We don't know whose apartment it is at this point. We just see the two of them together. But he's like the handyman. He's just joking around while they're kind of like over a vacuum clean. Uh, vacuum clean. Vacuum cleaner. <laughs> this is my <laughs> and, vacuum uh, clean. You can tell like right from the bat that these two very much like each other. You don't know if they're together or not at this point. But like they're both very smitten being around one another. Very flirty. Yeah. Love it. So much chemistry. And then when the doorbell rings, we meet Kyle. And the first thing that came to mind when Kyle walked in was, oh my God, style was so different in the 90s. And he's like hip, right? Like he's yeah. on top of his style and it's yeah. just a crazy style. Yeah. And it was like for that time, he's not wearing anything that wacky. He's actually in good fashion and like 
well, he's still a well-dressed man, but like the suspenders and tie were both like very loud prints and not matching and over a yellow and white striped shirt. And it was like, so that would never work about today. it. Well, at that time that those, that wasn't considered a weird thing to wear. He was very fashion forward. He's dressed like the mask in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the pajamas, I guess. Like, that's all I could think of. Yeah, so I think there's a... In that moment, Sinclair runs out to, like, get drinks. And uh, that's when you realize through the conversation with Kyle in Overton that they're not together. Like, as much as it looks like they like one another, that's not what's happening with them yet. And uh, Kyle, he has, like, this weird tone that he uses at times. He gets a random accent, right? He like a random in and out of like this, like like almost like Shakespearean type uh, like voice that he comes accent. In and out. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. I thought it was very strange. He's and, and through the run, not to get ahead into future episodes, but that's just how he's always presented that character. Yeah, Shakespearean is a good good description. Yeah, he gets like thes- like classic thespian voice. Right. <laughs> I'm classically trained. Like- and. Uh, it, there was a there was a fun back and forth between the two of them when they were talking about Kyle's three second violation, referring to a quicker than expected uh, intercourse session apparently that he had, and he said he had a mental block. Yeah, they have a lot of premature jokes and uh, this whole scene. And he gets on Overton basically like, at least I have sex, and like Overton's like, well, if I did have sex, I wouldn't be having any three three second violations. By the way, his his retort was way it was way too late that re- like because he insults Oval. <laughs> Ovaltine. His name's not Ovaltine. <laughs> I know, but I can't shake that. But anyway, you shouldn't shake he, Ovaltine. He, he, he insults them. Stir it. People, people say other stuff, and then he goes back to it. You don't get a quip that like soon after, like that late. I just like that the quip isn't. Um, he's like, well, at least I'm having sex. He's not like your classic would be like, like that writing would be like, oh, I got laid last night. You weren't even there. You wouldn't even know. This guy flat out is like. Yes, I am not having sex, but if I were to have sex, which I love so much, it's so honest. <laughs> there's, there's definitely like an innocence about his character that's very endearing at all yeah, times. Yeah, but he's not trying to be like higher above him and like right. smack him down and be like, oh, I get growth girls all the time. It's just flat out like, well, if I ever do, this is what'll happen. I was going to say, both of them, too, between Sinclair and him, this is where they're, they're innocent. I think it's a good word to put it, because this, you kind of get the same, that they're the male and female version of each other. There's a very childlike innocence to both of them. Yeah. You know? They're both very simple. <laughs> to put it away. Like, yeah, uh, like fun-spirited types, yeah. Obviously makes sense together. Like, they seem like they'd be a good couple. I also like when um, Overton was talking about his hammer because it was a family heirloom that like went from like, you know, it got passed down from like father to father to father, like his grandfather to to who he thought was his father and then down to him. That's a good like quick little joke. Yeah. Like it's a family heirloom. It turns out it's not even his it's family. It's not part really. of his family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, again, it goes family. to the simplicity. Yeah. It's not even a family, a family heirloom. And then uh, if we want to keep uh, this ongoing theme of uh, not the best humans on earth that are referenced in the show. Uh, Khadijah walks in at some point and she's on the phone still trying to find someone for the cover and you get, it doesn't end well and when she hangs up she's like I should have said I eat jello so obviously she was trying to get <laughs> Bill Cosby for Bill the cover Cosby, yeah because at that point in 1982 Bill Cosby was in the reboot of uh, You Bet Your Life which was a 1940s game show so they rebooted that with him because that would have been the last season I think of the Cosby show because uh, Eric like, with Maxine the first was, last season <laughs> well, of the actual Cosby show, right? Because do you remember the last couple seasons of the Cosby show? Maxine moves in. She's like Claire's sister's 
daughter maybe there's like that whole sort of last season and like adam sandler shows up for a while there's like all these kids it kind of goes around to the kids for a while and that's sort of like the focus of it and like alan payne from new jack city uh, which I mentioned earlier he's like the boyfriend for a while there's like that whole last it sucks i love the cosby show and i hate bill cosby and i'm like these things are swimming in my head where i'm like i can't remember but i can't go back and watch either Max rings the doorbell. She she pretty much enters like the room like a ball of fire, and and you could tell really early because she's talking about what happened at work. She she was dealing with what must have been like a divorce case, and basically got her client everything like milked this dude for every penny he had. After that, you see like her conversing with Kyle a little bit, and you can kind of see little rumblings that there's some sexual tension between the two of them. Like as he exits, did you guys pick up on that at all? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you can that. tell. I mean, like those two are matched well, the same way that um. Sinclair and Overton right. next well. But in a more explosive way where, you know, Sinclair and Overton are a little bit more happy and free spirited. Can you, you teach have me to football? You have uh Kyle and Maxine who are both very strong personality types and like you could just tell that's gonna be an explosive situation when and if that happens. And then he'll finally be able to tell Overton that he did have sex and everyone gets to win at that point. And <laughs> as the guys are leaving you, you hear Sinclair make a comment about Overton and like Khadijah does not seem to approve of this at all. And she's like, you never can conceive a child with this man. And I was thinking, why? Like, what's wrong with Overton that she's so like, it's not that it's that they're both. It's a joke that they're both dumb. Yeah. I think it's more fear that like the, the two dumb people having a baby will produce a, even more dumb oh, baby. She's cool with them like, being together. She just doesn't want. I didn't yeah, get that. He's like a tall, good-looking, well-put-together guy. Like I don't think that's the issue. I think. Yeah, when I saw that. it, I, I, the way I read that at the time was just that she didn't approve of the two of them getting together, and I'm like, why? What, what's wrong with them? No, she just doesn't want them procreating. Uh, we get another doorbell ring, and that's when we see uh, Regine's date, which is Brad, who all the girls seem pretty instantly smitten by as soon as he walks in. And they're and, pretty um, shitty. On Max takes uh, note of his big feet uh, right away. That was like, because they were all talking about different things that they liked about him. And she was just like, and he's got big feet. Has this ever been correlated? The big feet, big, big feet, thing? big feet, big meat. Yeah. Like, has it ever actually been correlated or is it just like a dumb, like, I, I can't, but I can't assume that that's correct. I mean, if you're the big show, I'm assuming you've got a giant hog, right? Just because your whole body is massive. For those of you who want to go back to our Big Show show episode. But like if you're just a guy who's six one and has size 12 feet, is it proof positive that it happens? And then if you don't, is it even worse when you go home and someone's like, I saw his feet and you're like... The Whoa. only thing that I do know is proof positive about your feet is that it is the exact length between your wrist and your elbow. Your foot will always be this long. What? Well, I guarantee you will be. I don't think you're right. <laughs> Prove me wrong, <laughs> man. I don't know, man. You know, what, you know what? There is a correlation up, though, with big feet. If you say big socks again, I'm going to jump through the screen nope. and punch you. Nope. You've done no, that joke no, like four no. times. No, no, not at all. You have to wear big shoes. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's a screen grab for I'm going to use with his foot <laughs> yeah. up. Like, gets his arm. Uh, but yeah, to go back real quick, like, if any of you guys want to, went um, into my lungs. <laughs> if any of you guys want to message Joe directly and tell him what your wiener size and your it's not true. shoe size are, just send that straight to Look, Joe. It is. <laughs> I can see that it's true. I want messages of photos instead. I don't want to. <laughs> just photos. Oh, no just shit. Photos, it kind of yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, look at that. Okay. We proved something here. 
All right, guys, we're doing science here today. We're work <laughs> like the Mythbusters. More like the Dick Busters, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, what are you, what are your opinions of Brad when we meet him? He seems like a you know an attractive guy. Seems to be of some money. Like, yeah, good looking guy, but kind of smarmy. Is it's he from something else? Because I've seen him on something. He's else. He's in a lot of I stuff. I looked him up and I can't remember his name it. off the top of my head. But he's one of those guys who. I don't think he had a long stint doing any one thing, but that guy's been in a million things. So he's had a, a pretty long career. Yeah, he seemed I think pretty he's familiar still... as like a 90s character. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Brad it, on the show. I, yeah, I looked it up and his actual name was odd enough that I could not remember it. <laughs> okay. Brad or Rad? Brad. Because I thought they kept saying Rad at one point. I don't know. They did after the B sound. <laughs> yeah, but Rad. Oh, B Rad? You guys know B Rad? <laughs> I think that's one of the guys in, um, oh God, what's I lost the joke. Sorry. I was trying to make fun of the was like a B real guy. Who's that? B real's from Cypress Hill, right? Cypress Hill. There it is. B rad. Isn't that the guy from Cypress Hill? See, I made the joke work this time. How did he? How did he get the name Brad in a show of people, someone's named Ovaltine and and Khadijah? And... <laughs> well, there's a Kyle. I mean, not like in like yeah Regina Kyle. Yeah, even Sinclair's like Sinclair's not a, not a very more normal common name, name either. Yeah, but I don't know. Any opinions of like where we think this is going before? I mean, I know in the very next scene we kind of find out what's happening, but in a something was going to happen in a sitcom I, I world. Got, yeah, like a, I got a foreshadowing that like so, this isn't what it's supposed. If to it be. seems too good to be true, yeah, yeah, like something's. Gonna I happen, thought he was going to try to like hit hit on each roommate. Oh, and, okay, yep. Because oh, he was yeah. flirting with them, but I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and we'll get into that. So the next scene, we're back at the at the magazine office. Woman walks in, goes up to Sinclair to take out a full page ad for her restaurant. And when Sinclair gets the check and reads the names, she recognizes Brad's name. She's like, "Oh, I know Brad." And she's like, "Oh, how do you know my husband?" And obviously, she's a bit panicked in that moment. Kind of runs off and tells Khadijah to run into the bathroom with her. And that was the end of the scene, which I thought was like really strange because it like cut to that scene. Like it was like a fade in, fade out. And then it's like a minute long clip. And then it fades out of that scene, which I thought was just really, really weird. The only reason why she recognizes that it's his restaurant is because the night before he tells them that he went to La Cordon Bleu in France and that he runs this specific restaurant up in uptown or in Brooklyn. I forget where, I forget said where it. they said it is. Yeah. Yeah. But he said that I run this but he restaurant. Said like Hell's Kitchen or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, hey, he went to Cordon Bleu. I was just going to say, Gordo, as somebody who's worked in the culinary field for a long time, how much yeah. weight does Le Cordon Bleu hold? The real Le Cordon Bleu yeah. in France or like the American the for profit? You know, no, no. Like the actual French. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like where the, I think that's where like the Michelin stars. That's where they originated from, a right? Thing. Yeah. yeah. But like Le Cord the real Le Cordon Bleu in France is the highest that you can be like international. Like as and they're, I'm assuming, cuisine. the inventor of the recipe for chicken cordon bleu. Someone's like, let's add some cheese and ham to this chicken. To be fair, whoever it's did delicious. that is a fucking genius. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's delicious. How can you eat that, though? I thought you were lactose intolerant. To put it into perspective, uh, Julia Child went there. Joe, Joe can't eat bread. He can eat cheese. I thought they gave him the bubble guts. No, I, I mean, it will give anybody half my that. diet's cheese. Enough cheese. Stop saying bubble guts. <laughs> it's a normal thing. What's wrong with all you? Like you, What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who's boner? <laughs> Who's boner? You can't build a water <laughs> cookie on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best one. 
Yeah, I still so, don't know what that saying was supposed to be. Can't Joe build an outhouse on a no. It's tree from house. something. It's, <laughs> it's not, not my saying. I didn't grow up. Well, we're going back to big feet stuff again. I didn't grow up with particularly big feet or a weird lanky frame. So like, no one ever said it to me. But I, I do have a body like an outhouse, so I guess it makes sense. So, anyways, uh, all the girls in the next scene are everyone's back home. Well, it's all the girls stands regine. And they're kind of talking about the situation. They don't want to have to tell her, you know, but they have to tell her. Obviously, Q a second later and Regine walks in and it's talking about everything going on with Brad and how they're about to go on a trip to Martha's Vineyard. Boys, we live very close to Martha's Vineyard. Has, has everyone been there? Has anyone not been there? Never been. I've never been there. I've been. Yeah, I've only been for like a, like a couple days stint, but it is very close to us. It, it, it's weird to me. It's this like big like international, I don't want to say internationally, but throughout the country, it's a very popular vacation spot. And we all live right there. And in total, we can count how many days we've all been there like as a whole. Wait, what spot? I missed this. I only remember going there once, like as a kid, my aunt lived there. Revere Beach? Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. Oh. <laughs> I swear so, I'll keep saying kid. it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but I've never been to Revere Beach, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Brad was going to take uh, Regine on a trip to Revere Beach. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I, I thought it was, I mean, they're right in New York, so I guess that's not, it's not like a far trip or anything, but. No, 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 no. I mean, that's just a, especially if he's rich enough, like he just flies to Boston. Yeah, that's and always been looked on, at. You know, like a puddle. I don't know if there's anybody flies to. You might be able to fly direct. Marcus Isn't that Vineyard. literally the whole plot of Wings or people who go from I was going to say. Yeah. No, it's from Nantucket. Nantucket's much bigger. Oh, I guess that's true. But I would imagine that that same airline probably will take you the other five minutes. Well, like we have like Cape Air and stuff. Cape Air will take you all around. I don't know what their stretch is towards New York, but you know, once you can get to Boston, you can hop right on a plane directly to Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket or whatever. I've never been to Nantucket either. Should we all go on a trip next summer? All right, next summer, we're going to explore these areas. I think a wings trip. (laughs) It's still summer now. We could do it now. Time's not on our side right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. Gordo's about to fly the other end of the world. Yeah, so at this point of the conversation is also when we realize that Khadijah, Sinclair, and Regine all live together. So the three of them live together and just not Maxine. But I guess like it, you were never 100% sure who lived in that house until right at this point of the conversation. Yeah, they never made that that clear. I mean, they, with, with Overton, like they, he, he was definitely a maintenance guy, but again, you don't know if that was just like a friend of theirs that they asked to call in or you, you don't know what's up there. I think you get pretty quickly though. They're all pretty um, friendly, close with each other and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If nothing else, they're pretty, yeah, you're not coming into this as we're meeting them, meeting each other. You know what I mean? They're right. obviously all, which, which other, I think yeah. is a good way to, and yeah. sometimes it's good to just enter the world instead of starting with an origin story. Cause those can be kind of dry pilots sometimes. Yeah, like, look at the first episode we ever did of Friends, right? Where one person knows Jennifer Aniston and everybody else doesn't. And then you're sort of at this, like, oh, we're going to explain who this person is now, which sometimes I feel like just, yeah, drags on too much. Right. So finally, they get to telling Regine what's going on. And she's not really accepting of it, or at least doesn't want to believe it. And I liked um, her early rationale, which is, well, if he's married, how come he doesn't wear a ring? Like, and then, uh, he didn't tell me he was married. Like, yeah, obviously he's not going to wear a ring and tell you he's married. That's kind of the whole point of what he's doing is to hide that. I think that's, um, I think kind of true to form though. Like you ask those stupid questions. Like, I mean, I'm sure most of us has been in like a situation like that where I've never dated a married man. (laughs) There are obvious red flags and then your brain just ignores them because you want something else. Right. So I think they're just, you know. Showing her that she's uh, she's seeing these things, but like is obviously ignoring them. 
one thing that threw me off was that they're one of the things she says is she was like, I bet he doesn't pay for anything in cash. I mean, anything with credit cards, just all right. cash, right? Which now that's the complete flip. Yeah, but that's like, not the if thing. If you anymore. were to be like, we're all going out to dinner. If the five of us went for dinner, we're at a bar, a restaurant, whatever, the check comes and we're like, okay, split five ways. It's going to be $100 a piece. And everybody pulled out like a bunch of 20s and ones. You'd be like, why are you carrying around all this cash? Everyone <laughs> just put their cards I mean, down. I usually do. I always have a bunch of cash on me. See, it's a, but I'm saying that not everybody doesn't, but most people don't anymore. But right? yeah, most no, in this case, yeah, the cash is deliberately to avoid that, which would still like it to be a technique today if you don't want your, all the more so today, it's easier to like check someone's bank information. Right. But sure. And no issue. I mean, if I have cash, I'll use it obviously yeah. for something, but I just, and now it would be less of a red flag to be like, and I can't think of the last time I've even carried cash. Yeah, but I think this scene, what was nice about it was this was, you see Maxine, who you've already established earlier, deals as a lawyer with, with divorce work. So she's seen this a thousand times, right? So she's going through that list of all these signs of like, oh, is he doing this? Is he doing that? Like you just said. And like, is, this is this is her nine to five. She She's seen this so many times. There's like no way that Regine's going to be able to dispute, you know, what Maxine's telling her. Yeah, she's basically an expert in shitty dudes cheating on their wives. And then uh, right as this conversation happens, we get Brad rings the doorbell and, you know, she runs in and she's very confrontational with them and says, like, you know, like, I know you're married or whatever. And as this is happening, you have the other three girls all lined up against the door, which is like a nice little visual, the way they staggered them all, all with their ear against the door, listening in on the conversation. You have Khadijah basically predicting everything Brad's about to say as he's saying it. That's also when he comes in. There's Mr. Bigamy now. <laughs> I love that line so much. And they're going back and forth and back and forth, and it ends with you hear the you <laughs> the door shuts because you're like this is Maxine's like this is where you know she's gonna kick him out. Then you hear the door shut, and they like run in a congratulator for what she did and like being strong, and she's gone. She left with him. There's also too the guy is the best slimy shithead too, where they're like he's like I know you're married. Why'd you tell me? And his exact, his first response is like I was gonna tell you, baby. Like he gets so <laughs> slimy so quickly, which I just love. It's like a great. He did do a good job of being slimy. Yeah, yeah, he was perfect. Yeah, he he was really good in this one. But what's called the the whole door being the whole like them going out to congratulate her joke didn't work for me because it was established that they could hear everything they were saying, and you never heard them heard her say get the fuck out like or anything yeah. like that that's a very good point for you i didn't think yeah i thought that. the same yeah. thing she would they would have heard both sides of that conversation right, so them yeah. coming out with champagne to be like you sit up for yourself makes zero you go girl <laughs> but uh and then that was the end of that scene and, and one thing i wanted to note because it happened once or twice before this but before we get into the new scene they always kind of have those cutaway establishing shots whenever they play like the jingle they play it with the part of the vocals that say living single and i hated it I like I don't like that they had vocals in the in the background music to cut from scene to scene. It just doesn't fit. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, like obviously we're our brains, right? We don't know, but I wonder if that happened throughout the rest of the series or not. Yeah, because I can't think of other, and I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of other shows where that would happen. Like, or nothing's coming to mind where there's vocals on like the backing music. It's more of a movie thing, right? Where like there's songs that are playing sort of in the background in a movie and your brain accepts it more because you're like, oh, well, there's music happening from scene to scene here. But in a TV show, it kind of jars you because it's so short. Is that because Queen Latifah? I was going to say, is that because Queen Latifah is, I, I assume she's the one that performed the song. She, so. she did, but that's not even the part, like, I don't think she's doing that vocal piece yeah, anyway. She is. She's doing that. the living I don't think she does single. that part. I, I'm not sure, but I don't remember, I mean, but I, I don't think she's doing that part. I think no, she's doing the, keep your head raps. up. What? Keep your head up. That's right. I think that's no, her. I, 
Ferg, I gave you a song that she doesn't rap in at all again. If you want to listen to Cue the Rain by Queen Latifah, great song. Or if you want to listen to that song where Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson get together. I'll put it at least in like our Instagram story. I'll put, I'll put, a, I'll put it in the story so you get like a nice little 15-second clip. I was going to say, though, that the only thing that I could think of is that she wrote the song and she put it in there knowing that like if it gets played, she gets more even more royalty if it gets played she gets paid but uh in any ways and because i plugged the instagram real quick just want to remind you s1e1 pod at instagram is where you can find our instagram so give that a follow we would appreciate it queen latifah if you're listening give us a yeah give us a follow so then um you know the next scene uh anti-queen latifah rhetoric you're so you've the entire day so far all you've done is anytime we bring her up you just shit all over i don't know why what has she ever done to you so now in the new scene, we have Khadijah like kind of yelling on the phone, walking into the living room. And she basically talked about how she got like hung up on by Slappy White's manager slash cook. So I'm looking it over because I don't know who Slappy White is. And I'm thinking like maybe that was someone who was like a flash oh, in the pan did. celebrity at that time. Slappy White, unless there's another person who went by that name, was a comedian who was in his 70s at the time. Like, he died, like, two years after this episode came out. And was this to establish that he's literally called every celebrity humanly yeah. possible and, and we've gone to Slappy yeah, White? So. Yeah, Because I'm like, was that someone that enough people would recognize the name of? I'm glad it wasn't just me that didn't know who he was. Yeah, I had to look I mean, it up. I didn't Remember know all those comedians and all those people for all of the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s, they were on, like, the Dean Martin roasts. They were on Carson. People were seeing them, right? Especially there was less TV channels. So like, Carson I think Daly? Grew up in the, yeah, they were on live with Carson Did Daly. they learn about karma? So if they... Jesus. Oh, this is, like, the today equivalent of getting hung up on by, like, Carrot Top's manager. I just thought that where he was already like a 71-year-old man at the time, it was like, how, how many people are going to get that joke? Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I think it was like people of their generation probably did because they grew up with like those people being the sort of like last stand-in guest on Carson at the last 10 minutes does some comedy bits and they just, you know, go away. A less successful Red Fox or something, you know? So as she enters the living room and hangs up, everybody, again, except Regine is in the room, including Overton and Kyle. And they're all talking about this whole situation with her and, you know, going out with Brad, who's married. And this is probably my favorite part of the entire episode is when Overton says that he once dated a married woman. And when Sinclair's like, really? He goes, nah, I'm just lying. I'm trying to get attention again. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. And like, he had like such this like innocent, like little smirk on his face as he said it. And like, I don't know why. Easily my favorite line of the entire episode see, is when that so happened. lovable. And you want yeah. him and Sinclair to get together because it's so cute. And then Regine eventually enters the room because she's on her way to her date. So she's like, she's dressed to the tent. She's ready to go. And is she looking foreign? She's, she's she looking, looking foreign. foreign. And she's giving all the classic excuses, right? She's the mistress who doesn't want to think she's the mistress. So no, he's leaving his wife. Like, it's all fine. Like, you know, why don't basically they, she doesn't want the judgment from her friends because she's clearly doing something wrong, but she wants to believe that Brad's going to leave his wife and that he's going to, you know, get with her. He's going to leave her. He's going to leave his wife and he's going to marry me. It's like the classic. I was going to tell you, baby. Yeah, I was going to tell you. I was just waiting for the right time. This all spawns this big argument with Khadijah and her back and forth. And, and I really like that this whole thing is like, fine, then just leave. And like this big argument, like her dating Brad is going to like almost end their friendship at this point. And that's when she goes, Khadijah don't need you. 
And I'm like, was this intended to be like <laughs> her catchphrase? A line like, was this? Yeah, was this gonna be like her catchphrase? Like, cause that that does not come off natural to say Khadijah don't need you. <laughs> I don't know, but we're looking for new merch ideas. I think an S one E one shirt that says Khadijah don't need you is definitely in the works. We can we could probably make <laughs> right up there one. behind Who's Boner. <laughs> You're at the Who's Boner and uh, welcome to Fergberg <laughs> from a few weeks ago. <laughs> And bonkers. And bonkers. And, and Joe's, I only use outhouses near cathedrals or whatever. <laughs> as long as Rue McClanahan is around. Get your free water cookies. Water cookies are delicious and nutritious and good for you. Ew. It's just water. It's we, just an ice cube. Just because it's a urinal it. doesn't make it still a water cookie when it's an ice cube in your glass. It's not only a water cookie when it's in a urinal. So what makes it not a water? Uh, what's the difference between an ice cube and a water cookie? I thought it being in the urinal made none. it the it's water. Just another cookie. name for an ice cube. Why cookie though? Why can't it be like I'm, a I'm toilet sure cube? I'm sure I didn't invent this. I honestly did not come up with this term. It's somebody said know. it. One it would day, be I'm like sure the third one so far. So I mean, you've already. <laughs> I may have made up my own terms for, and that's great. They're going to get into our cultural lexicon for I'm sure. I think that water cookie is actually a league reference. I think Ruxin says it. Oh, baby Jeffrey eats one. Yes, and uh, and for those of you listening, uh, we mentioned uh, we mentioned the league. The league's going to be our next week's episode. Usually, we don't tell you ahead of time, but since it got mentioned, I'll I'll spill the beans right now. Next week, we'll be covering the league, and you'll be able to find out the origin of why my brain thinks of ice cubes as water cookies. Thank you, Nick Kroll. But anyway, so during this argument, Regine leaves and then quickly walks back in because she realizes that Brad's picking her up. So she's sitting on the couch, just waiting for him to show up. We get flash to later on where it's clearly much later in the night brad stood her up never showed up now she's distraught eating lots of snacks to cope uh did you see it going this way did you think it was going to end with just a a straight up i I thought that was kind of a weird way to end that story where he's kind of the bad guy here yeah just to ghost it seemed like a weird resolve it was a weird way because she didn't get her redemption like i'm better than this blah 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 like it's she was gonna go with the fucking guy and then he stood her up so she really didn't learn anything other than he's a scumbag it makes sense to me, though, because I assume part of that guy's game is the, like, fun of the lie of being yeah. like, mm. you don't know I'm married, this is exciting for me or whatever. So when the girl finds out, yeah, then the game's over. So he just moves on to the next girl. And it seems like everybody, I mean, when we saw him walk into the room with all the other girls, every girl was, like, into him. So I imagine he's like, well, this isn't going to be hard, so I'm just going to go find another girl who doesn't know and right. play the game again. And all the other girls are trying to talk her up now, because now that she's kind of landed face first, now they're trying to boost her up a little bit. And uh, Max is telling her, you know, you keep looking for someone to carry you. And she's like, well, what's wrong with that? And then Khadija goes, because they keep dropping your ass. I thought that was good. Is this also when they all woke up? Or did this happen after? It was right at that time, yeah. Because they all, like, fell asleep eating snack food. I felt like... Khadijah fell asleep. I don't know. It, it was a little weird way to transition the time. It looked like they they had to have her wake up to make it look like a lot of time passed. But I don't know if everyone fell asleep. Maybe it was just Khadijah. I, I really don't know. No, no. I just thought that 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 struck me as odd that like Sinclair and Regina were the only ones that were up, right? That were eating, and then the rest of everybody was just asleep. They wanted to show you that she had been waiting a long time for Brad to come, and he never did. And then, you know, the girls are telling her that she can basically have whatever she wants in life. She doesn't need a guy to get it for her. And, you know, it's a good moment. Probably the first time all four of them were really bonding together because, you know, throughout the episode, because of the situation, 
uh, Regine was really disconnected from the other three. This is the first time you kind of get the four girls all together as one, really, like, supporting one another. This is when men are like cheap pantyhose. They always run on you at the worst time. Yes, and then it was also discussed that when they said, you know, what would the world be like without men? And Khadijah says, a bunch of fat, happy women with no crime. So I'll take that. Like, honestly, most of the crime is us, right? Like, it's a really, I mean, really we're, good we're, chunk. we're mainly the problem. I mean, yeah. I think it'd be it's a lot of foolish us. to think otherwise. Touche, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you that. And then we get to um, the next scene is just basically the magazine's out. I think they're all, like, in the bathroom. And, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the magazine came out. She never... Group she never found a uh, like a celebrity <laughs> one toilet for the cover. Using. They were getting water cookies. That would have been the kitchen. Yeah. So, anyways, why? <laughs> the so everyone's there. There's no celebrity co- cover. They basically just what happened was Khadija essentially wrote an article that was inspired by Regine's situation, and it was basically about like cheating men. And you know, again, it's just like a little closing episode. This scene was too corny for me. The article, I think, is called Dating Married Men, Sleeping Dogs That Lie, which is a great uh, article okay. title. Yeah. Okay. And so now they're all in the bathroom, and then My Girl starts playing. And then, no, like, just the music of My Girl. Right. So this, this, was, this is what- Yeah, an acapella slash karaoke version of My Girl. Just <laughs> what, what's the sitting there. Yeah, they're channel. all just sitting there at night getting ready for bed, and Maxine, I guess, didn't take a cue, so she's just still hanging out, like, fully dressed, because, like, the rest of them were all in their pajamas yeah, ready to go to bed. Yet. Yeah, she's just still hanging out. No, it's the next morning because she comes in with the paper. She's was like, it oh, it's morning? a hit. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Gotta, yeah, they're getting ready for work nighttime. and she's up for a good, good call. Okay, I'll give you mm-hmm. that. All right. So well, I'm here. We, we finally figured it out <laughs> why Ferg's here. <laughs> and so, yeah, so my girl starts playing and Khadijah grabs like a hair straightener and she's just like singing. And then, you know, we get them kind of one at a time, right? Regine joins and then Max and... Hairbrushes, toilet and brushes. Sinclair. Yeah. Dildos. And, uh, nope. First thing I thought of, I was like, is anybody going to make fun of me? I was me? waiting for it. Yeah. I really was. I I'm not making a joke. No, I mean, but, to be um, fair, what is a table if you don't sit on it? Or what's a chair if you don't sit on it? You've used that weird joke too before. You used it it's not as a, a joke. flashlight joke. Damn it. I'm just saying, a anything. a toilet brush can be a dildo if you use it as a dildo. Okay. Well, anyway, so they're all singing to my girl at this point and having their bonding moment. But yeah, as Ferg mentioned before, what bothered me about this was it was an acapella. Ver- it was a karaoke version of the song. Why would that be on the radio? It's like, <laughs> oh man, remember this song? It's like, what karaoke radio station are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess now, if you, I'm sure there's probably like a serious channel that pops up that streams the words and plays acapella. So like, if you're like in the car and you want to just sing or whatever, but like, there's no terrestrial radio station in 1993 that's just playing acapella versions of songs. And that was the thing. It was like, listen, I get it's a TV show. And like you take liberty sometimes, but this scene was so forced. And this like, was equal to country comfort uh, basement scene for me. No, 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 no. It didn't no, make me quite as angry because at least this was just like girls getting ready in the morning and singing as opposed to like a hurricane is coming through a tornado and like they're all fearful of their lives and start playing. So again, and to those who want to go through the That's archives. That's mama's toilet brush. And nobody's cleaned the toilet without mama's toilet <laughs> country, brush for two years. Yeah, country comfort <laughs> episode nine, I believe. So if you guys want to go back, I think comfort comfort might have been episode nine, but you'll find it. Just go through uh, the feed and you'll find it in our old episodes. I, I highly 
highly recommend listening to that episode. Judges by that one, not by this one. Country Comfort is always my like gauge of how shitty a show is. I'm like, well, that reminds me of this in Country Comfort. It's baseline like, shit, yeah. It's like, is this better or worse than Country Comfort? Right. If you somehow strike into being worse than Country Comfort, <laughs> Satan help you. Right. And uh, But to, to get into it now, like, that's the end of the episode. We've covered all of the first episode of Living Single. Anything else you guys want to touch on about the show in general before we move on? I'm trying to say, Sinclair still does it for me after all these years. I don't know, something about her personality. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of babes, a bunch of good actors, a bunch of people who didn't go on to do a ton of stuff, which I think is kind of surprising. Well, I feel like when you look at that, Queen Latifah, obviously, and Kim Fields already kind of had a huge career. No, I mean, mainly I think it's just T.C. Carter and uh, Overton and Kyle and... uh. Yeah, they didn't really... I mean, not, nothing I could think of. I'm sure, they've, I, I'm sure they pop Wait, up Where do you stuff. go from Overton? Uh, Kyle ended up doing like a huge amount of video game stuff. Like to this day, his video game credits are like pages long. So I mean, oh, I'm sure he's making yeah. good money doing that. But I'm just surprised because they all have good presence. They're all good on screen. I'm just surprised they didn't do as much. Like Overton hasn't done very much. I mean, I know he got in some crazy accident where he had to get his whole face reconstructed, like a Brutus Beefcake Ooh. thing, a couple years ago. So that may have kind of hinted, uh, hindered him rather. But but yeah, it's, it's, we all seemed to watch it at some point when it was on, and we were super young. We've been eight when this show came on, right? So we were not the demographic for it, but we all did. It was all good then. Well, yeah, and that's something, you know, I think that's a good point and something that should get mentioned. When you look at a show like this, right, and this show was created, so Queen Latif was a big part of the developmental, and it was, it was to have a show featuring a bunch of prominent, like, you know, black women in strong roles and independent, and listen... We, we weren't the target audience when it came out as like very, very young children. And even now in like our mid thirties, like a bunch of white guys, again, aren't necessarily the target audience they were looking for. Yeah, that's true. But I think the show way, resonates. There's something about it. And I think this yeah. happens with a lot of like, did you get a friend's vibe from it? Well, no. the people had said, I said earlier, people think that friends may have been inspired by this show. And, oh, and there's a lot of people who linked. The that. only thing that I got from friends was, um, I kept thinking Sinclair was um like a Phoebe, Phoebe. Like, yeah, the wacky character, but also a Kramer. Every show had that sort of weird wacky character then, yeah. No, 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 but there was something specifically about Sinclair that made me almost think of Lisa Kudrow and Phoebe. And I don't know what it was, but that's the connection that I made. Yeah, and Queen Latifah was Monica. Well, this was again, yeah. but it, it wasn't. The thing would be that it would be that Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe was Sinclair. I'm just saying Monica for a comparison. Was, was I'm not. Phoebe, I'm not yeah. saying they copied Friends. Right. I'm just saying. Right. They, well, that's all. Have those no, but again, names, that's the thing is that Friends came out after Living Single, and a lot of people think that it was directly inspired by Living Single, which you can see a lot of comparisons when you see the the ensemble. Yeah, I mean, you can draw lines to every show one way or the other. Ovaltine is a lot like Joey. The six people here in this cast and there was also six yeah. people Right, and I don't think Friends, the show is developed so... to be a copy of it by any chance, but do I think that there may have been some inspiration there? For sure. Like, there's a lot oh, yeah. of things you can draw to. But, um, but yeah, you know, like I, I wanted to say that it's a show that for whatever reason resonated with us when we were kids and then today and there's a lot of relatable things again where we weren't even the target audience but i kind of think of it like you know weeks maybe man like a couple months ago we put out our that 70s show episode and it's the same thing when you have like camaraderie in a show about a group of friends and how they interact with each other if the chemistry is there between the cast and like that the friendship seem real there's something that is relatable when you think about you and your friends. And I think that's what sticks. And that's why it doesn't matter that a bunch of, what was it, 93, a bunch of seven-year-old, you know, like young boys could still resonate with a show 
that was about a bunch of like you know late 20s black women it was just because like the friendships and the bonds between them are relatable and i think and the that, jokes you know, are good yeah and there's something to be said about that yeah and for after joe said it i looked it up he is the voice of kratos in god of war i know you're a huge fan oh really yeah he's done it he's That's right awesome. he has done a ton of uh Original Video. Kratos, or uh, he's all of the Kratos. He's one. even the one in Mortal Kombat because they replaced Kratos for the in the newest game. It's a different person. Oh, so maybe the newest one, then yeah. But uh, everything Kratos in the two thousand. So all the original ones. That's that's yeah. awesome. I'm even bigger fan now. Go well. Anyway, so I think we've I mean we've covered it all. So I think the the only logical thing to do at this point is get into our green light or cancel. So I'm gonna go into the order I see you on my screen. So Gordo started off green light or cancel. I'm going to say green light. I thought this was a, the show was authentic. I think that you, you really touched on it, that the show, the, the cast was authentic. The jokes were there. I, I can't see myself not like I wanted to watch a second episode. So yeah, it's a green light for me. You know, 100% of the, you know, 100%. It, it was funny enough. I want to see more. Joe. Yeah, I mean, to piggyback on what both of you just said, I think the fact that we weren't the demographic for it then and aren't now, and it's always been enjoyable, stands on its own. I think the fact that I can still sing most of the theme song in 2021 makes a point for it. And uh, Gordo, you said you want to watch a second episode. I never watch a second episode of anything. I always go in fresh. Last night, I watched episode two of this. The second one started, and I was like, kicked my feet up and was like, all right, we're going for it. I don't care. So, I mean, if that's the case, and I've never done that before, even though I am Captain Greenlight most of the time, uh, unsurprisingly, I will be uh, greenlighting this show as well. Ferg. Well, um, so this show, like I said, I, I watched it as a kid, loved it. I, I love Ovalton. I love um, Sinclair. Wasn't a big fan of Queen Latifah's character in it, but I like the rest. We can notice from this episode. Whole, tell the whole time. <laughs> and I was going to greenlight this show until that last scene. And I hated that last scene so much that it's getting canceled. Sorry, guys. Nick. I didn't like this show. This was my f first time watching it. I didn't really remember it at all. Having said that, I am going to green light it because there was some sort of um, indescribable. I wanted to keep watching it. Like, I, w I wasn't thrilled by it. I wasn't, you know overly captivated by anything in the show i personally didn't like queen latifah's character at all either but i think the rest of the ensemble did a good job enough for me to at least see what happens uh i would be very judgmental on the second episode though but i will green light the first one all right so for me um listen this is also gonna be a green light for me and and i just went into it a few minutes ago so i don't want to go too long but i just think it's uh relatable i think there was a lot of funny jokes in there i think the episode for me like felt like it it flew right by like i didn't feel like i was didn't feel like homework watching it and uh i talk about this all the time but what it comes down to is like how much do i want to watch episode two after i finish and i did want to keep watching i didn't but because we're not supposed to but I didn't. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the show and it did hold up and I hadn't watched it since like really it's original. Run. I'm, you know, some syndication I'm, I'm sure, but I didn't have any vivid memories of watching it in the last 20 years or so. And you know, I, I jumped right in, enjoyed it as much as I remembered enjoying it and wanted to keep watching. So it's a green light for me. So that's it, guys. That's uh, four out of five of us are giving up the green light. So congratulations to living single. You do live on to see another day. For those of you who want to watch Living Single, you can find it on Hulu. So go to Hulu if you want to be able to watch Living Single. 
And that's it. That's all we got for this week, guys. Uh, be sure to go to s1e1pod.com. That's a link to all our social medias, everywhere you can listen to us. And when you do go to Spotify or Apple or whatnot, make sure that you're going to like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Leave a review on iTunes. That stuff does a lot for us. I stress it every week. It means a lot. It helps us. We really appreciate it. Come to us. Contact us about how you feel about the show. If there's anything you want us to cover, anything you do or don't like about the show, let us know. Uh, We love your feedback. Thank you, everyone, for reaching out. So that's it. That's all we got for this week. Thank you. Goodbye. Ray McClanahan lives.